0: This week's Parsha is Parsha's Lech Lecha and we are going to speak about the War of the Kings which is on chapter 14, Pasuk number 1. The story of the War of the Kings is that there were four kings in control of the five kings and one of the four kings, just to keep in mind, was Amraphel Melech Shinar, was Amraphel the king of Shinar and they were subjugating the five kings, and one of the five kings was the king of Zdom. Bera Melach It was Bera the king of Zdom. For 12 years, these four kings were in control over the five kings, and the five kings were subjugated under the four kings. And then for 13 years, the five kings rebelled, against the four kings on the fourteenth year they decide to wage war the four kings go to war against the five kings the four kings are victorious even though the five kings are more in number according to Rashi but since the four kings were more Giborim or stronger therefore they won the war after they won the war they captured all the property and everybody, all the lives of the five kings. And including in that life, the Torah specifies it was Lot and all his wealth. That the four kings took captive Lot and all his wealth. The fugitive comes and tells Avraham Avinu. will give three different interpretations who the fugitive was. And Avraham Avinu decides to take his man, his his man, and Eliezer, his servant. And they wage war against the four kings. And in the middle of the night, they become victorious. And after he comes back, the king of Zdom tells him, you know, give me the souls and keep the money. Avraham Avinu says, I swear to Hashem, I'm not going to take any money. And Shem Ben-Noach brings out Lechem the Yain brings out bread and wine and he praises Abraham and then praises Hashem. That is basically the story of the war, and the simple interpretation is written to show you that Avraham Avinu was a gibor, he was a strong man. But we're first gonna focus on the timeline of the story. When really did this story take place? If you read the Chumish normal. You think that it took place after Lech Lecha, after the whole story of Lech Lecha, after Avram Avinu went out of ur and went towards Israel, and afterwards he went to Egypt, and afterwards the story of the kings appears, and you think that that is the normal order that it took place. But the Haskuni based on Seder Olam, Says that this war actually took place even before Lech Lecha, when Avraham Avinu was at the age of seventy-four. That's what the Cheskuni brings down. That's when the war took place, even before Lech Lecha. And the Cheskuni goes that according to the opinion that of Rashi, that Rashi says on Parshas Bo, Shemaz, chapter twelve, pasuk number forty-one there the post says Va keitz it was at the end of 430 years in the middle of these days the jewish people went out of egypt there we are talking about after the plague of the firstborn where hashem killed all the firstborn of the egyptians and the jewish people left egypt there it's described that after 430 years the Jewish people left Egypt, and the question becomes: What is 430 years? We know only of 400 years because the pasuk on Pashas Lech Lecha, chapter 15, pasuk number 13, there it says: Ba'yomer la'Avram, Hashem told to Avram, you should surely know, Ki that stranger will be your children. Be eretz loilohem in a land that's not theirs, ve'avadum and they will enslave them, ve'inu oisam and they'll afflict them, arba meioshana four hundred years. So there we see that the decree was only for four hundred years. Rash explains that the decree of four hundred years, even though the Jewish people actually were in Egypt only for two hundred ten years, but nonetheless, it is four hundred years since it'll be zaracho, since you'll have children. Since Avramavinu had Yitzhak, it was 400 years. We know that Avramavinu had Yitzhak at the age of 100. So, from 100 years and 400 years later, the Jewish people left Egypt. So, what is it that 430 years, it's written in Parsha's Book, that after 430 years the Jewish people left Egypt? What is 30 years from? Russia says that this 30 years was from Bris Ben Absorim from the covenant between the parts in other words when hashem promised Avram Avinu that his children is going to be 400 years which is this possible just mentioned from this point it was 430 years this happened 30 years before Hashem said eventually you have children in 30 years 400 years later they will go out of Egypt so according to this the Brisbane Absalom was when Avram Avinu was 70 because Avram Avinu was 100 years when he gave birth to Yitzhak, and if we count 30 years before, comes out of was 70 years old. The question becomes, that in the beginning of Parsha's Lech Lecha, chapter 12, Pasuk number 4, there it says, in the end of the Pasuk, that Avram Avinu was 75 years, when he left Choron. So, if he left Choron was 75 years, and five years before he was in Eretz Israel, because part of the covenant between the parts says that, chapter 15, Pasuk number 18 says, mahu, koras Hashem, es Avram bris. Hashem made a covenant with Avram, lay more saying, Lezaracho, To your children, Nosati, I already have given this land. And he gives you the border, Minahar Mitzrayim. From the river of Egypt until the great river, the Euphrates. So, according to this, comes out Avram Avinu was in Eretz Israel at the covenant between the parts. So, the question is how is it possible that afterwards, at the age of 75, Hashem tells him, Lech get out of your land, from your birthplace, from your father's place, if he was already in Eretz Israel before? What is he doing back in Choron? So we must say that he was in Israel for the big covenant between the parts and he went back to Choron and then Hashem told him Get away from your land to your father's house. According to the Cheskunik, Avramavinu was 48 years old by Dora Flogger. When there was a dispersion Avramavinu was 48 years old. There's When Avram Avinu recognized Hashem, one opinion says, because the Pasuk says, Akev Avram Bekoili, and Posh told us there, the Pasuk says, because Avram Avinu listened to my word, the word Akev is numerical value 172, iron is 70, cough is 100, base is 2, so it's 172. We know Avram Avinu lived to be 175 years. And the Pasuk says, Akev, for the amount of Akev, Avram Avinu listened to my voice. So one opinion says that Avram Avinu was three years old when he recognized Hashem. The other opinion, the brings down, that Avram Avinu was actually 48 years old when he recognized Hashem. Why 48? So they explain that since Avram Avinu was 48 years old when it was the dispersion, the Dorafloga, and there the Pasuk says that the whole world was together. And obviously at that point Avraham Avinu was also together. So it must be that he was 48 years old when he recognized Hashem. Right after the generation of dispersion. That's when he started recognizing Hashem. Because he was 48 years old at the age of dispersion. So the Chaskuni continues and Seyed Oilam brings down really that he was 48 years old at the age of the dispersion. And the Pasuk actually says that for 12 years, the five kings served the four kings. For 13 years, they rebelled. On the 14th year, they came to war. So it comes out, if you count 14 years, that's the end of the rebellion. And 12 years of serving is a total of 26 years. So the Haskuni says that right after dispersion, it was the time where the kings served. So it comes out from Venus, that age is 48 plus 26 comes out of ramavino is at the age 74 years old or maybe 75 right after the war of the kings that's what hashem says Lech lecha to go out of Choron another time that is the opinion of the hasconi that the war of the kings actually happened when Avramavino was 74 or 75 years old and you says that you're going to complain to me that in the past it doesn't seem to be that the order he finishes saying there is no really order in the Torah, so therefore events that happened later could have happened before, and according to him, it actually did happen before, the war of the kings were even before Lech Lecha, the same way that we see that the Brisbane Absarim, the covenant between the parts, was before Lech so too the war of the kings was also before Lech and he brings other proofs to substantiate his theory. Even though the Hezconi writes that Avramavinu had had awarded the kings at the age of 74 or 75, right before the commandment of Lech Lecho, which was at the age of 75, it is still hard to understand the connection how he makes the Parsius flow. Without the Hezconi, we could say, like Rashi, that the covenant between the parts was when he was 70. At that point, he went back to Choron. In other words, when he was 70, Hashem either transported him to Eretz Israel for the covenant, Brisbane Absorim, for the covenant between the parts, or Avram Avinu actually traveled to Eretz Israel for the covenant between the parts. And then Avram Avinu went back to Choron. And after he stayed there for five years, Hashem told him, leave your land and then the rest of the parsha would flow the normal way that after he's 75 years old then he goes to Egypt then he becomes wealthy and then Lot separates and Lot goes to live in Sodom and then Avram Avinu fights to save Lot and all this happened after the age of 75 between the age of 75 and the age of 100 but according to the Cheskuni it is very hard if at the age of 74 he is already in Eretz Israel, because the war took place in Eretz Israel, because Sdom is in Eretz Yisrael. and also what is Lot doing in Sdom? How did Lot get to be in Sdom? If he follow the Parsha's normally you understand that after he split up with Abraham, he went to Sdom because he was wealthy and the wealth could not tolerate both of them together like the Parsha explains. But if you say that he's even before Lech Lecha, what is Lot doing in Zdom? Why was Lot going to Zdom? In truth, you could quetch that Lot originally was in Zdom. Avram Avinu heard that he was captive. He went to save him. Lot came back to Haran. And then they went to Egypt. Lot became wealthy. And then Lot decides to go to Zdom again. And he lives a merry life after his splits with Avram Avinu. Until the time that Sdom is destroyed on Parsha's Valleira. And after he goes to Sdom the second time. He was never captured. There is also the opinion of Vilna Gaon On the Posokhan boy. That Parsha's boy there where it mentioned. That after 430 years. The Jewish people left Egypt. And from that we concluded. That the covenant between the parts was. At the age of 70 like Rashi says. Because since. 400 years is from the birth of Yitzchak. And this has 430 years. So what happened 30 years before? Russia's opinion that 30 years before was the Brisbane Apsarim covenant between the parts. Therefore, we must say that these parshes are out of order. But we could also say, like the Vrindagon, that the 30 years that we're counting is the, from the actual time of Ur-Kazdim. The famous story of Ur Kasdim, the fire of Kasdim, according to the Midrash, is the story where Avram Avinu broke his father's idol. And Terach, Avraham's father, became upset that Avraham broke the idols, spoiled his business. He decides to take Avraham in front of Nimrod, which was the king at that time. And when he comes in front of Nimrod, Nimrod tells Avram Avinu, why did you break the idol? Vramavinu says that why shouldn't I break down the idol? The idol is no God. Nimrod suggests let us bow down to the fire. So Maravino says let us bow down to the water. Because the water extinguishes the fire. And then Nimrod says okay let's bow down to the water. So Vramavinu says let us bow down to the clouds. Because the clouds evaporate the water. Nimrod says, okay, let us bow down to the clouds. So Avinu says, no, maybe we should bow down to the wind. Because the wind disperses the clouds. Nimrod gets upset. And Nimrod says that I will bow down only to the fire. And not only that, I will throw you into the fire. Let your God come and save you from my God, from the God of the fire. Nimrod throws Avraham in the pit. And Avraham is saved from the pit of fire by Hashem Himself, and Rashi brings this whole interpretation down on the pasuk on chapter eleven, pasuk number twenty-eight. There it says, "Byamos Horon Aviv," that Horon died in the face of Terach. That Horon was Avram's brother, and he wasn't sure if he should die al Kiddush Hashem or not. He wasn't sure if he should risk his life for Hashem or not. As soon as he saw that Avram avinu. Was saved, then he decided that he will also accept a Venus God, and he also was thrown in the pit of fire, but he died. This story is called Ur Qasdim, the fire of kazdim because this is the occasion where the whole world saw that Hashem could save a human being from a fire, and Hashem displayed open miracle by saving Avraham. So, according to the Vinagan, the 430 years that we're talking about is that from this time, is from the time that Hashem was shown to exist into the world by making this open miracle in front of the Nimrod and its population. So much of the Medrashim bring down that Nimrod had to kick out Avram Avino. That's why Terah had to leave halfway. He left last took Parsha, he left halfway on the end of the Parsha. There it says, pasuk number thirty, Veikach Terach es Avram Terach took his son Abraham, Ve'sloit ben ben b'mnoi, and Loit the son of Haran, his grandson. Ve'sara Kalosoi, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, Eishes Avram bnoi, the wife of Avram. Ve'yetzu itom Urkazim, and they left from Urkazim, lo lechas Arzaknan to go to the land of Knan, The reason. That they bring down that that Terach, even though Terach sided with Nimrod the whole time, he had to leave is because Nimrod was losing his reputation. So he decided to exile Avram Avino and kick him out. So from that time, from the time that the story of Ur Kasdim happened, it was 430 years. And according to the Vilna Gaon, the rest of the Parsha flows normally. That Yes, at 430 years was ur and the age of 75 was Lech Lecha. And in, as a matter of fact, the Brisbane ben could have happened between the age of 75 and the age of 100. It not necessarily has to be that Avram Avinu was 70, so according to him, everything could be chronological, fit in its place, and the story of the kings happened also between the age of 75 and 100 of Avram Avinu. According to Rashi's opinion that the covenant between the parts happened when Avram was 70 years old and he was in Eretz Israel at that time and he went back to Haran and then at the age of 75 Hashem tells him it is very good why certain things are written the way they are written. The Ramban asks a question on Vayi Rav on there was a hunger in the land and Avram Avinu went down to Egypt the Ramban says that Avram Avinu did a great sin, that he did not trust Hashem because he should have trusted Hashem. If Hashem tells him to go into Eretz Israel, just because you have a little hunger, you don't leave Eretz Israel. You have to trust Hashem that Hashem will give him the food. Why did he leave? But according to Rashi, Avram Avinu already knew that eventually his children are going to. Egypt and because Hashem tells him Lech to go to the land that I will show you, and Hashem does not tell him to go towards Israel. Obviously, Hashem means to say that not only towards Israel, you keep going until the land I will show you. So, therefore, Abramaville comes into the land and Hashem sends him a hunger. Obviously, that is not the land that Hashem wants him to stay, Hashem wants him to continue moving on, because if that would be the land that He wants him to stay, then Hashem would have told him, go to Eretz Israel, since he was already there before. According to Rashi, he was already in Eretz Israel five years before. So Hashem could have just told him, go to the land that I showed you. Why did Hashem tell you, go to the land that I will show you, in the future tense? That means that you shouldn't stop there, that I will show you how to go. Therefore, if it was a famine, Hashem is telling him, to prodding him along, that you shouldn't stop here, you should continue going. And the reason that Avram Avinu had to go into the land of Egypt is to prepare the ground for his children, like the Ramban himself says, that that the fact that the Avram Avinu went into Egypt, and in Egypt there was Fazima the people there were immoral, so Avram Avinu had to go there, to be able to bring spirituality to that immoral place, to be able to withstand for the Jewish people, like the Gemara brings down, that Sarah went to Mitzrayim, and because Sarah went to Mitzrayim, and she curbed herself from Aroya, she curbed herself from having immorality, therefore all the women curbed themselves in her merit. And the same thing, Yosef went to Mitzrayim, and he curbed himself, so too the Jewish people were merited to curb himself from the immorality of Egypt in his merit, or because of what he did. So Avram Avinu, knowing that they have to do an action to be able to make the people, the future generations of Jews, withstand the immorality of Egypt, so therefore he went to Egypt, and therefore he told his wife to say that she is beautiful and try to curb herself, that her merit will serve for all the women. And also we understand also, how come Avram Avinu took money, from Egypt and he did not take money from Zdom, because since Egypt Hashem promised that afterwards they will be afflicted for 400 years and afterwards they will come out if a huge wealth so Bravinu wanted that the wealth should have already a halos that it should happen to him that he comes out if a huge wealth therefore his children will have the wealth but by Zidam there was no purpose to get wealth from Zdam. Since there was no purpose to get wealth from Adam, then he says, Ari Moisi, Hashem, that I swear to Hashem that I won't take any money from you. The only reason I took the money is to make a spiritual acquisition that my children eventually will have an easier way to acquire the money. But not because I need the money, because Hashem had promised me that I will get wealthy, so I don't need the money from Egypt to get wealthy. All I need is to make for my future children to be able to get the wealth that Hashem had promised them, and according to this, it's very good. The why it's written the War of the Kings because the Midrash brings down that these four kings is signified the four exiles that eventually the Jewish people are going to have, and Avramavino will come with Hanichav with the 318 people that he goes to fight, like the Apostle brings down in chapter. 14, Pasuk number 14, there it says, Avram l- heard that his brother was kidnapped and he armed his disciples, those who are in his house, osor 318, adon, and they ran until dawn. which means that Avram Avinu simply interpreted, took 318 of his people of his students and went to fight the kings and Rashi actually brings down that the numerical value of Eliezer is actually 318 and Rashi says that he took Eliezer alone but the Kedusha Zlevi brings down that 318 is also the numerical value of the word Siach Yud Ches which is mean prayer that Avraham Avinu took prayer when he went to fight the kings, and since we say that Master Avo is to him since we say whatever our forefathers did is example for us how to behave in the future, Avram Avinu is telling us that the way that we're going to be redeemed through the four kings, Avramavin Avinu was telling you that you should take the 318, take your prayer, take your tefillahs, and that's the only way, or take your words, and that's the only way that you're going to become That's the only way that you are going to be saved from the exile that you are now. Because the four kings are the exiles of Modai, of Yovon, of Bovel, and of Edoim. There are these four exiles that we have, which is the Greek exile, Modai exile, the Babylonian exile, and the exile from Rome, from Edoim, that we are now. And the power that Bramavino got is from Siach, is from the prayer that he has. So Ravino is trying to hint to us that the way to go to fight the kings is to go through prayer. That's the only way we will be able to fight the kings. And that's why the Parshas flow very well, according to Rashi, that that is the reason why all these things are written. The Meforsham asks a question, what is really going on at the war of the kings? It's written that they served for twelve years and thirteen years they rebelled. In other words, another thirteen years they rebelled, and the fourteenth year they came to fight. Why did they come to fight just now? Why didn't they wait more to fight? Or why did they tolerate all this time? Another question they ask that in Postgre number eleven it says that he took all the wealth of Dom, everybody. And then, in pasuk number twelve, pasuk says like this: Vaikhu es they took Lloyd v'esrechus and his wealth, ben achi Avram, the son of the brother of Avram, and they went. Yosef and Lot was in Zdom. So this pasuk is technically not the right pasuk, because if you want to say they took Lot, the nephew of Avram, then the shofet said Vaikhu es ben achi they took Lot, which Lot is the nephew of Avram, and his wealth. Why is it telling you, they took Lot, and his wealth, Avram, the nephew of Avram? It could have just said, number one, Lloyd took Lot automatically, I know who Lot is, because I've already written before that Lot is the nephew of Avram. And if you want to say that he took Lot, which is a nephew of Ram, that you should put next to the name Ben Achi Avram. Why do you interrupt in the middle saying Vasra and the wealth? It's Mashma that they took him not because his lot and his wealth, they took him because he's Ben Akhi Avram. Because he's the nephew of Avram. And also, why are you telling me Yohishev is dumb and he is dumb? I know he is in Zdam. It's written in the parable before that he is in Islam. In truth, according to the Haskuni the Haskuni says that this story happened before the story of Zidam, then I understand why you have to write down V'u that Lot was in Zidam. Because according to Haskuni this happened when Avram Avinu was before Lech Lecha, and maybe after Lech Lecha is the story that Lot came to settle in Zidam, then I understand why it is written V'u to let you know that when the kings were, that he was in Sodom And after Abraham defeated the kings. Lot went back with Abraham to Haran. And after Haran they made Lech Lecha. Abraham was told to come towards Israel. And Lot came with him. And then they went to Egypt. And after Egypt they became wealthy. And Lot decided to split and go to Sodom So therefore you have to say at that point. That Lot was in Sodom But according to Rashi. That Rashi holds that it could be chronological, that the only thing that's not chronological is the Brisbane, Absorim, the covenant between the parts, but the other parts are chronological. And Lech Lecho happened, and then Lot went to Zdom. and after Lot went to Zidam, then was the war of the kings, why do you have to tell me that Lot was in Zidam? I know that Lot was in Zdom because I just finished saying that. And the other question is, why did Avram see to be Moisir Nefesh on Lot, Where does it read that you have to put yourself at risk to save somebody else? Are you required, Lalache, to go risk your life and fight unsurmountable odds to save somebody else? The answer with what is written before, the Madrush brings down when we see the wealth of Lot became great and there it's written, chapter number 12, Pasuk number 8, there it says, where there was a fight between the shepherds of Abraham and the shepherds of Lot, where the shepherds of Lot were eating from stone grounds, grazing on land that's not theirs. The shepherds of Abraham rebuked him. The shepherds of Lot says that eventually he's going to inherit the land, so we might as well take it. So then Abraham says, on Pasuk number 8, Avraham says to Lot, not to him, Let it not be a fight between me and you, between my shepherds and between your shepherds because we are brothers. The Madrash brings down that that we are brothers. So Rashi brings out the Madrash that we look alike. Comes out that Lot because Lot was Abraham's nephew he looked like Abraham. So Avraham according to the Madrash was afraid that people will see Lot Lot's workers grazing in the field. They'll think that Avraham is grazing on the field. And Avraham didn't want people to suspect them of stealing. So therefore, Avraham says that I have no choice. I have to distance myself to you. So nobody will have a doubt that you are the one taking the fields and not me. So according to this, we could understand why this war happened. Because Rashi says, Rashi says, Brings the in Nedorim, Dorim daf Nun, Gimel. Rasha says, Amrafel is Nimrod. She Omar l'avraham po. So this is Nimrod that told Avraham to jump into the fire. So we could say two different explanations. One explanation we could say, that Nimrod, since he was upstaged by Avraham Avinu, because Avraham came out of the pit of fire and he showed that Nimrod is nothing, so Nimrod was always looking for revenge. So he didn't care so much that the people of Zdom rebelled against him, because he tolerated 13 years of rebellion. They tolerated all these years of rebellion and didn't care. But as soon as Lot came to live in Sdom, and Sdom is one of the five kings, oh, now we cannot tolerate because now I could show Avraham Avinu a lesson. True that Avraham Avinu was saved from a pit of fire, but Avraham Avinu was not going to be safe from the sword. So therefore, Nimrod decided, Amraphel decided to fight against Sdom and eventually conquer Sdom, And the Torah is telling you, The main reason that he went to conquer is because he wanted to take the wealth of Lot and he wanted Avram Avinu to find out. Avram Avinu is gonna fight, and Avram Avinu is gonna lose, and they are gonna be able to kill Avram Avinu. So Nimrod thought that he'll be able to kill Avram Avinu because of that. By Avram Avinu risking his life against Lot, he'll be able to kill Avram Avinu. That's one interpretation. And the other interpretation is that since Lot looked like Avram Avinu, and by Nimrod kidnapping or conquering Sdom, he was able to kidnap Lot and he'll be able to take now Lot as captive and maybe force him to do something that Avraham would never do and he will tell everybody that not Lot is doing it. Everybody will see, will think that Avraham Avinu is doing it. Let's say example, if he could force Lot to do idol worship which he's allowed to do in case of the rest and he will tell everybody that Avraham Avinu finally admits to a false god, and a great desecration of Hashem's name would come out by Lot doing something wrong. So therefore Avram Vinu was left without choice, and he had to go fight the war against the kings, because otherwise would come out a great Hill Hashem. And that's why it's written the way that Banachi Avram, because the only reason that Amraphel, which is Nimrod, decided to kidnap Lot. Is because he wanted to get back at Avram Avinu and trying to convince the world that even Avram Avinu reneged on his idea of a only God. That if you would get Lot to do something wrong, everybody would think that that is Avraham. So that is the whole reason for him to kidnap or to go to war against Zdom. So that's why it's written, which is Benachi Avram Vu Yoishub Bizdom. That this is the nephew of Avraham and he's sitting in Sodom, and that is the only reason for going to war because otherwise I could tolerate another couple years and they felt having to go to war. But once Lot goes into Sodom and Lot looks like Abraham, so that is exactly the reason why they went to war. So, therefore, Avraham Avino, because as not to come out of the secretion of God's name by Lot doing something wrong, he had no choice. And he decided to go fight against the kings. A quick trivia, that three people looked like Avraham. One is Lot, like we just mentioned, that we are brothers, that we look alike. The other one is Rashi brings down, they told us Avram, Ben Avraham, Avraham, hold the Rashi brings down, there that Hashem changed Itzchok's face to look like Avraham. And the third one is is Eliezer the slave of Abraham? Medrash in Yaakut Shomer brings down that he says to Eliezer, the the elder of his house, that is zive that he looked exactly like his master, that Eliezer looked like Abraham, and that's what they explained that Eliezer, after he goes to get a wife for Yitzchak, and he starts saying, "Vayomer evet Avram that I am the slave of Avram. they explained that people mistook him because he looked like Avram, so people mistook him to Avram. So therefore, everywhere he went, he had to announce that he is the slave of Avram. Now let's go and speak about Ha HaPolit, who that Polit was. The simple interpretation is that Polit is somebody who ran away from the war. That since there was a war, and there was somebody who ran away from the war, and he is the one who came to tell Avraham Avinu that Lot was kidnapped. But Rashi brings down a polit. Rashi explains who is the Polit. Rashi says that this is this person who escaped from the flood, that this is Og Melech Abashon, that Og is the one that escaped from the flood in time of Noah. And he is the one that came to tell Avraham that Lot was kidnapped. And Rashi continues that he had bad intentions, that he intended for Abraham to die and he will marry Sarah. And the Madri says that even though he had bad intentions, but since his action was right, Hashem is not mekapeach z'charkobariah, Hashem does not owe or gives you reward for everything you do. So even though Og had bad intentions, nonetheless, Hashem gave him long life until the time of Moshe that there, the Medrash says, Moshe Rabbeinu was worried about Og, but he weren't, wasn't worried about Sichon. So the question is, that Sichon and Og were brothers, how come he was more worried about Og than not worried about Sihon? So much that Pashat Chukas says, Atiro, Israel, do not be afraid of him. Russia brings this whole idea down. So the reason Russia brings down is because since Og, according to what we just explained, prevented Achille Hashem by telling Avramavinu. Avinu that Lot was kidnapped, that Og, by telling Avraham Avinu that Nimrod kidnapped Lot, and since Lot looked like Avraham, he could have done certain bad things that would cause the desecration of God's name, and Og came quickly and told Avraham Avinu of what happened, even though Og's intention was only to marry Sarah, but nonetheless, since because of Og came out a Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name, that Avram Avinu is able to go and fight the kings. And like Rashi says that once the king of Zdom came out of the mud, then everybody realized that it's true that Avram Avinu came out of the pit of fire. Even those who were skeptical still now agree that Avram Avinu came out of the pit of fire. Because of that, Hashem decided to give Og a long life until the time of Rabbeinu where then. Moshe Rabbeinu kills Og, but that is the reason that the Moshe Rabbeinu is fearful of Og, is not fearful of Sichon. And the third interpretation is brought down by Yalkut Shimoni, also by the pre-creder And the Cheskuni brings down that Vayah that is the angel Michael, like it's written there in Cheskun 33, Pasuk number 21, there he says Boy that the fugitive came and that is considered Michal, the angel Michael. And they explain that uh, the reason is because Hashem saved the angel Michal from the Samachmem from the other angel that tried to hurt him. And the reason that the angel Michal came is because since, like we mentioned, Nimrod Kibnet, Lot, and out of this could have come out a great desecration of God's name. So therefore, the angel decides to come and tells Avram Avinu that he should go get ready to fight and through that sanctify God's name. I will finish if what the Ramban says, that Mas, Ovo, is Simon Labanim, that whatever our forefathers do, that is a sign for uh, the children that is going to happen to the children according to the Ramban. But that could also be an inspiration for the children because that's it's called Torah for us to learn from the character traits. And like we mentioned that Avraham had to go to Egypt to curb the Yetzer Hore of immorality, the evil inclination of immorality to us be, be able to extend... Through the times, that immorality, and we could say that all the tests of Abraham was made for us to learn a lesson from them. For example, the first test, according to certain interpretation, is the test of Urkazim, that a Jewish person has to know that he has to do Mitzrayas Nefesh, that he has to sacrifice himself for Hashem, regardless what cost, even if it costs his soul, he has to sacrifice against Hashem. The second one is lechlecha. The person has to know that he doesn't know exactly what the world takes him. He thinks he works hard and that's going to give him parnassa But he really doesn't know where the parnassa is going to come. We have to trust in Hashem that Hashem will show us the place where to go. And if we follow what Hashem tells us, then it will be, be for our good and for our benefit. That if we follow exactly what Hashem tells you to do, what Hashem allows you to go, where you should behave, then Hashem will for sure make it that everything we do will be for our good and for our benefit. And also we have to know that there is a test, of vairah of ba'aretz, that even though we think that we're doing the right thing and we're doing exactly what Hashem tells us, yet we may still have hunger and you may still not have panasah. And that could be the test that you have that to see how you're going to handle when you don't have panasa. And like Avram Avinu had, even though Hashem told him to go towards Israel, Hashem sends him there, and all of a sudden there is a hunger. Avram Avinu followed exactly what Hashem told him, and yet there was a hunger. And nonetheless, Avram Avinu never complained to Hashem, how come you're giving me hunger when I follow exactly what you said? And we still, no matter what, if you're hungry, we have to believe in Hashem. And then we have to know that we're going to have the test of immorality all the way through. And I'm not going to go into all of them, but all of them have a mussar, have something for us to learn, and that is the reason that the test is written. That's not only a test for Abraham, and you should know that Abraham Avin already opened the way for us to be able to pass all the tests that has to come to us, and Hashem should help that we pass our tests, and we trust in Hashem, and we follow Hashem's will, that a mushech will come. Bimheiru bayomenu, amen. And it will be Shalom al-Israel, peace for every Jew. And we'll have the Bessamikdosh rebuilt.